When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome, everybody. Hope everyone is having a great week. Here we are a week after Thanksgiving. It is a beautiful day here in the New York area. We hope the same for you. If you are new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. We also encourage you to follow us on Apple at Apple Podcasts, Sustainable Success. Also, our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There, we've had many of our great guests over the years sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help move you and your business to the next level. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to drop by. Join the group at Facebook or on Apple and let us know what kind of content that you're looking for. We talk to all subject matter experts across many different areas in terms of business, in terms of personal success, and even overall well-being. Again, reach out to us here at Sustainable Success at our Facebook page or reach out to me at chris at christophersalem.com. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types. Also a great place for professional athletes that are transitioning now into everyday life as there is the Athletes Corner, where it gives athletes the opportunities now to to connect with other athletes that are now returning to everyday life a way to now you know communicate in a level with no noise that you get from other social media channels where you can share insights and different ways that you can make that transition and take your skills to the next level perhaps in the job market or in in the business as an entrepreneur again uh, this is a, a membership program that takes out all the noise of social media and allows you to share content and engage in a genuine authentic manner Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about stop gathering to complain and start collaborating to succeed. And I love this topic. And you're going to be in for a treat today. You're going to be listening from a friend of mine. His name is Ari Gronick. And before I bring him on, let me give you a little background about him so that way you'll know where this information is coming from. He is a performance therapist that has a vast background in holistic and medical healing arts. His training has spanned over 5,000 hours in 25 years, putting his hands on more than 25,000 people. At 18, Ari began wellness programs with three major corporations, ushering a new paradigm for employee-based healthcare. Over his career, he has helped Olympic and Paralympic athletes break world records, win gold medals, and earn legacy championships. He is dedicated in taking his experience and using that to educate the next generation of doctors, therapists, trainers, healers. His mission as a visionary thought leader is helping to create a society designed from the ground up to be in harmony with nature, thereby eliminating the causes of disease and shifting the systems of medicine from an emergency mindset to a proactive mindset. I am so looking forward to today's show. And without further ado, we welcome Ari Gronick to the show. Ari, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing awesome. I love this topic. Uh, this is uh, 
an area you and I have just talked about, you know, many, many times offline. And, you know, I know a lot of times I've, I've shared insights into this area, but you have, you have really dedicated a lot of time and effort into uh, you know, this particular area about, you know, looking for solutions, not managing problems. Let's just set the stage for the audience listening here today and those that will be listening later on the podcast version of the show. What, why do we, why is society, we get so caught up in managing problems and not seeking solutions? We hear about solutions, but yet every time I look around, we're, we're still managing problems and we're always complaining and gossiping and pointing fingers and all of the above. If you could just shed some insight to that to set the foundation of what you're going to share today. Yeah. Well, I mean, the psychology of it is is simple because you get status by how many problems you have, right? So not so much by how many you solve, although it would be really awesome to have that kind of status, but the status you get. So in a society, you have a lot of problems, you got a lot of people and a lot of attention, right? And so how do we continue those problems as we manage them? So in medical system, we, we create pharmaceuticals that manage right, disease versus solve the problem of disease. We do things in order to face a direct threat versus why is that threat happening to begin with? So we, we don't stop to ask questions and we don't stop to breathe typically. We are in constant reaction to the world coming at us versus, you know, if you, if you look at uh, like a martial arts movie where they jump off, uh, you know, a high point in stairs and all of a sudden they slow gravity down, right? That's what we have to do as human beings when things are coming at us, right? It's called being the eye of the storm. We have to slow things down. Fighters talk about this all the time. When they're in the ring, everything is so slow. And so their reactions, which look fast to us, to them is, is going at microscopic speed. And so we have to learn to solve the problem versus manage these things coming at us at all times. Yeah. Proactive. I love what you just said. Like, again, we, we tend to react and, and, and would it be safe to say that we're, you know, we're reacting whenever, when things are happening all around us and we react, I mean, obviously people react out of emotions and whatever that primary emotion happens to be, it could be, and it's always, would it be safe to say it's always fear-based and it could be somebody reacting from anger, feeling overwhelmed, feeling, feeling pressured, feeling, feel shame, can feel shame, feel guilt or whatever it may be that, that, that we're reacting from those negative emotions, but we have control over that. We could have, we could respond. It doesn't mean we have to respond immediately, but we could catch ourselves to respond in a way to not feed the fire, but do something to put it out. Right. But that would be um, becoming an adult. <laughs> so here, here's where here's where where that that whole thing that you just said about responsibility comes into play is we have to be an adult, which means that we can't live by our reactions, by our emotions. Right. So uh, I'll give you an example. I, I watch uh, some of these videos on on Facebook that stream and then all of a sudden there's like a fight video. 
And then there's, you know, there's a whole crowd circled around people who are fighting and there's no level of um, control, emotional or whatnot control to say, I'm not in this fight. (laughs) This isn't like, there's no point in this. What am I doing here? Right. There's no reflection (laughs) after the fact or before the fact. There's a simple um, animalistic instinct to respond and react. And I think that's what's happening in our world quite a lot these days is that this heightened emotion is driving down a lack of maturity. And so there's no response that can happen. There's only a reaction in the moment, no measurement of control because that would require a, a maturity level that we just don't see so much these days yeah and i know i know there's a you know technology just to, you know is just expedited so many things i mean everything is just moving a million miles per hour and yes i you know and while that that could be a good thing it also it cannot be a good thing because a lot of people now are you know are more accessible they're more being pulled in multiple directions and people can use that as excuses but what would you say that you know if we're going to you know people are going to step up in and, and recognize they have to you know grow up and what would be some of the things that you would recommend would be the first things that they should be aware of to do so interestingly enough i'm going to i'm going to take that as a statement i said to a conspiracy theorist Yeah. With all the time you're spending researching and learning about this, I said, is there anything specific that you're really passionate about that you actually want to do something about in your life? Right. So take whatever it is that you're complaining about. And if it's something that you're really passionate about, then start solving the problem. Right. And by doing that, you're saying, I'm going to take this on as my commitment. Right. And now, as a commitment, I have to learn all the aspects of it. I have to find out where my position really stands. And then I have to go after and do actions and find other people that have skill sets that I don't have that can help me along the way. Right. So, in, in, Darwin's theory, right, of adaptability, I'm going to call it not the theory of evolution, it's the theory of adaptability, because it's not the strong that survive, it's the most adaptable, right? And so in the theory of adaptability, if you have something come at you, right, is it best to get hit on the head with it or to be able to move out of the way? Right? Move out of the way would be the logical thing, right? Right, to be able to flow and yeah. so you can't be stuck in your position. And so yeah. if you can't be stuck in your position, you have to be able to flow, then you have to be able to think in many other people's thoughts, meaning you have to think outside of your own box and yeah. what solutions might be there that other people have thought of, right? So the first thing to do is, am I passionate about it? And do I want to take it on as a commitment? And if so, who do I know and where can I get resources to collaborate with so that we can actually do something about the issue? Yeah. Right. Most people, what they'll do is they'll find a whole bunch of people usually online that can complain, 
So they'll gather people to complain versus collaborating to succeed. And that's the difference that I want to get people, get across to people is there, there's a, a very big difference between when we're solving a problem, there's no room for the complaining, right? Yeah. There's only room for solutions and solution mindsets. And so totally different way of being. Yeah. I mean, negative energy is so unfortunately easy to gravitate to, you know, versus positive energy. And I, and I think that's where a lot of times people just default. It's so easy to default to complaining and gossiping. And because it makes them temporarily feel like, hey, I can detach myself from the responsibility of what my part is because of this. Either this person didn't do this or it's co because of COVID, you know, we can't do this because of the economy or because, you know, this person's in office or whatever, whatever the case may be. Some somebody will it's so easy to fall in rather than saying, OK, this is is what it is that I can't I know what I can control, what I can't and what, and what I know what I can't control. But they tend to focus on what they can't control because it's so easy to, to, to gravitate towards that. Right. So think about it this way. If, if you're going to um, to start somewhere, right, you want to start with your own house, so to speak, with your own temple, your body. Because if you can't think straight, if you're not feeling good in your body. So you want to start building your inner physical strength your bodily strength. Why? Because that helps the hormones and the chemicals that start your emotional strength on board. And so now you start reading and you start learning about yourself and you start putting out effort to find out yourself to become self-aware. All of a sudden, now you become aware of those around you, the people around you, and those that are less than um, beneficial, less than optimal for your continued growth and those that are more optimal for your continued growth. And hopefully you learn to separate the two and hang out more with those that are more optimal. And then when you get to those that are more optimal, then you have a group and a collaboration. You have people who might be interested in doing something together for the common good of a community, right? And then you bring yeah. that community together and that community then says, hey, we're doing so well. Let's bring that to our neighbors, right? This is, it, it's so exponential when done in that kind of a way. Whereas if you're just saying, you're all screwed up and I'm going to fix you. How, how much are you going to get in the way of traction? Not, not anything. Cause again, yeah, you're telling no, nobody likes to be told what to do or how to do it, when to do it. It's like, how do we share? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Right. So I created an entire course that was all based on questions. So I'm not telling anybody anything ever. I'm asking questions only. They're asking questions of themselves only and finding out what those answers are. Right. And once we get to those answers, now we can start bringing in the people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I love that philosophy because the questions gets people to feel empowered about, hey, I'm being heard. I'm related to. I'm feeling understood. And somebody really would like to hear my perspective on things. 
Absolutely. And so we start to solve the problem. Yeah. Correct. No, I think that's that's spot on. I mean, and I mean, you think about it. I mean, this is something that think about how many, you know, how in any type of where people get together, whether it's a family, whether it's a your neighbor, a community, a your church, your, you know, a business, a corporation, a team, whatever, whatever that is. I mean, think about like what how that changes the dynamic of that that engagement and communication and and the ability to come together and collaborate and solve challenges like you said yeah absolutely you know i've i've heard this statement a bit in uh in a negative terminology towards specific groups of this in group preference thing right well here's the way i look at it your first in group preference is you yourself and you that's your first in group preference the next would be the people in your house the next would be the people in your neighborhood. The next would be the people in your community, right? We don't stop the in-group preference. We only get to where we're an optimized group, and then we bring that optimization to other people, right? We share that optimization. It's the difference between we have to go after somebody and we have to participate with somebody. It's like... Um, if you have two gyms who open on separate corners, right? One gym is going to like this bad mouth and the other gym. And this gym is going, well, I, I've heard that they do this and this really well. And we only really focus on this. And we're going to start sending our people there. And then maybe like the owner goes over and says, hey, you know, I heard you've been saying things. I said, but we just don't do what you do. We've been sending people to you because you do this and they want that, right? And they start collaborating. Now what happens? Now all of a sudden, maybe once a month, you have a big ass block party, right? With both gyms collaborating and doing something together and you know, competitions and sharing each other's knowledge. And now you have people growing instead of fighting. Exactly. It, it builds that community, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And and think about it. I mean, I know we got a, less than a minute to the break and we, and I'd love to go into it more after the break, but it really built, like you said, it brings people together in a way that they feel psychologically safe to open. And like, you know, and you mentioned like that power of asking a question is, you know, it, it makes them feel like, hey, I'm in, I, I'm empowered to say something, to contribute rather than you're telling me how to do something or when to do it and why to do it. Right. And I'm, I'm basically saying this is you and your life and I'm here to support you in any way I can. Right. And so here's my skill set. <laughs> right. I'm here to help you. And you're going, yeah. and most people go, what? Huh? <laughs> I've never had that before. Well, I know we're going to do a deeper dive into more of this when when we come back. Uh, we got to go to break, everybody. If you're just joining us, we're talking about stop gathering to complain and start collaborating to succeed. We're here with uh, Ari Gronick again, and we got more to come here. So you, we just got we've only touched the tip of the iceberg of this topic. We got some great content he's going to be sharing here later, right after the break. We'll be right back.
what is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome. If you're just joining us here, we're talking about stop complaining, stop gathering to complain, and start collaborating to succeed. So, as many of us, we've all been guilty of complaining or gossiping in our lives and our businesses. This is the person that you have to hear today. Again, he's sharing, not telling, and some valuable information. So again, we encourage you to check out this show in its entirety here later today, here at the Voice America Influencers Channel, here at Sustainable Success. So Ari, you had had laid out a really solid foundation about today's topic, about, you know, stop gathering to complain and start collaborating to succeed. You know, I know that a lot of times when, you know, you're, you and I were just recently at a, 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 a weekend networking event and, a lot of times you'll hear people talking about certain things and it's like, and then I remember you asking them like, Hey, what's the issue? Let's solve the problem. You know, simple as that. And like, well, it's not that it's simple to solve the problem, but it's just simply asking those two questions. What's the issue? Let's solve the problem. How do we do that? And so can you talk a little bit about that? So people, you know, stop, you know, just spending all this energy rehashing the problem and complaining and moaning and stressing and worrying all about it rather than let's find a way to identify the source, the issue and solve it. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is one of my favorite things because as a performance therapist, as a healer, as somebody who's worked with Olympic athletes, like I didn't have a choice to not solve the problem, right? (laughs) If I had an athlete come in injured and they had a competition in six months and if that competition was the difference between them going on to say on Olympics or not, right? We didn't have the option not to get the problem, not to solve the problem. And so this, the problem might've been 10, 20 years of, of uh, training where there's a comp- compensatory pattern. And that little compensatory pattern caused long-term injury, right? It could be simple as that, but we got to find, the problem and solve it in order to be able to know what we're doing for the future, right? 
to create a person who can then go on and win a championship. So first we have to identify the problem then we have to solve it. Identify, solve, identify, solve. This is not complicated. It is very simple actually. And most of the solutions in fact are just as simple. So I'm going to give you the one that I've been in the process. Yeah, I'd love to do it. So we make it so complicated. So I'd love if you could share Go and dive a little deeper into make to simplify this, what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. So I pull out a single thread. I, I ask myself the question, if I were to unravel this, this quilt that's been made, and I'm going to pull one thread that would unravel the whole thing, what would that thread be? Right? So the problem I've been solving recently because of my own personal experience is, been, is in the medical field, right? I said to my my business partner, I said, uh, I'm sick right now, so you need to build a business around me getting healthy and getting paid for it. So that's solving one problem. I wasn't able to do all the things I was doing for work because of brain injury and, and body injury from car accident. So instead of slumping down into nothingness, I said, let's solve this problem. I need to get healthy and I need to get paid. So I need to get paid to get healthy. And we created a thing that we're working on right now, which is a five season documentary series. In which case we're going to be tracking me getting healthy and me helping others do the same thing. So solving their problems. But in the same moment, I was dealt with the medical system. So what thread can I pull that would unravel this medical system that is absolutely horrifically not working properly. There's one thing and it's the incentive, right? So instead of incentivizing procedures, we incentivize results. What does that look like? Unravel the whole system. What's the point of doing fraudulent procedures, doing extra procedures, doing things that are not necessary, doing things that are old just because they're old and standard and not doing the things that are new, even though they work better, right? Like we do here. So all the things that we do, the excesses go away, solves a huge amount of problems right there. Now, all we're focused on is solving the problem, getting the results. That means we have to do the fastest thing possible to get that person healthy. So what do we do in order to do that? We break it apart into little pieces. Well, first we test everything. And then once we have tested everything, we collaborate, we bring a team together of experts in those things that the person is deficient in. And we help that person become efficient in those things. Now, all of a sudden they're feeling better and healthy. Now they can do so. Now, what do you want to do? Do you want to go run a marathon? Do you want to hike a mountain? Do you want to pick up your grandkids every day? What do you want to do? Let's help you get there. So we build from the ground up versus tearing down and breaking apart like Oh, you have pain in your um, you know, left f- foot and we think it's diabetes. So we're going to give you metformin and we're going to give you drugs and we're going to tell you not to drink wine, right? Well, okay, but we already know that if you exercise a whole bunch, you eat really well, you're not going to have diabetes. You're not going to need to take metformin and you're going to be able to live a pretty healthy life. So why are we doing all this other stuff because we haven't solved the problem. We haven't pulled the thread out. So that's like a simple way of saying we pull the thread out 
as how we get to solving a problem. What's the quickest, fastest way with one action to change an entire system? Yeah. I love I love how you use that analogy with the, you know, pulling one thread because I can, you know, you can relate to that. Why why do you know again, why do we make it so difficult? Why do, I mean again, why is it that organizations make it difficult, companies make it, industries make it difficult? Just everything is it is it ego? Is it, you know, there's so many I guess different things that I guess it is. It, so a lot of it is ego. A lot of it is if you're looking at a quilt and you say and you see 50 threads up, which one do you pull? Right? So figuring out which one to pull, a lot of people are just frantically pulling them all. Yep. <laughs> right? So some of it is ego, some of it is we created a system and so we're living by the system that we created even though that system sucks now. That system was the best we could do with what we had at the time. If we stop uh, making it evil or good, or it's just, is it optimized or suboptimized? If it's suboptimized, we can optimize it. It's simple. We take it down away from the emotion, away from the, the other shit, the ego of I created it. Right. And we start going, okay, well you created it, but does it work now? Is it, is it relevant to this society? It's like, well, I created the, the phone that you had to go like this. So it should be used forever. No, we have upgrades. We, we, we can shift our thinking and we could go, okay, look, the environment, for instance, let's stop saying how bad everybody is for making the environment what it was, right? And let's start saying, okay, well, that was the best we could do with what we had at the time. And we had to go through that industrial iron revolution in order to get here to where now we know how to build components that are sustainable and we know how to build with you know ways that don't affect the environment so let's just fucking do it instead of <laughs> instead of being like all egocentric about what we've created no right? i agree i agree and and the thing is it's those organizations that would it be safe to say again this doesn't matter if it's a small business uh, or even if you're a solopreneur or you're collaborating with JV partners or if you're a small business or a major corporation it it, it comes down to really again you know the, you know how do we communicate that you know it, it's the communication it's understanding you know uh, you know each other's role and duties in in that situation and it's about like you said what's best for you know, our situation, what's best for our industry, or what's best for our customers in this case, and what is the issue that's caught that's causing us to not do this, and then what can we do to solve it to then do this? Right. So somebody you- asked me the other day what capitalism was, right? Thinking that they were going to stump me. And I told them that there's only one true capitalism. And it happens in countries not ours, by the way, although sometimes here too. It's called the swap meet or the Casbah. okay? That's the only true market. That's the only capitalist market. When you're sitting in front of a merchant and you're negotiating a price about something that they have that you want and what you're gonna barter or trade or finance in it, right? That's the only true capitalistic market. As soon as we started adding investors, And we started standardizing a corporate structure and saying that you had to be, as a corporation, 
beholden to the investors, we stopped the purpose of that company. The company's purpose was to create the widget for the customer. That was what the original owner really loved to do. They loved to create widgets and they wanted to create it and the customer really liked it. And so they wanted to buy it. That's capitalism. As soon as we said, oh, well, um, we have to build it with these crappy parts because we have to maximize shareholder profit. Okay. We stopped capitalism. We cut it in its heels. And so if we want to shift, we have to do something really, 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 really strong in ourselves. And that's not be greedy, right? But really do something like, I like doing things for my customer. My customer is the most important thing. They get, they're getting the result that I'm looking that we're looking for is the most important thing, not my bank account, right? If I do the best thing for my customer, my bank account happens to shine, right? And I feel good about myself versus if I do the shitty ass thing for my customer, my bank account might shine for a little bit. I'm going to feel really crappy about myself internally. And eventually my bank account's going to shrink to nothing, right? But we have this temporary society where it's like, okay, we're going after that, that, well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with slow and sustained growth. And I'm also okay with just making an effect on the people who want to be affected and not necessarily yank and push and stuff, crappy product on, right? And so as a therapist, I look at this in my industry and I look at like massage envy or the joint or the whatever, right? They're, they're mills, assembly line. They, they, they steal the creativity out of the healer. Well, the creativity is the only thing that makes that healer worthy of doing their job. Otherwise, you're just pushing tissue and it might as well be a robot, which is what we're seeing these days. Is this robot going to be a good massager? Right? So you, you can't push the spirit and the soul out of people and then expect the... <laughs> Well, you, you just you just really touched on something. It's like you know, back it was the it was the craftsman, right? You know that, that that you had a craft, and now once it was systemized and 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 be, and then you know it was about you know profits and shortcuts, and it took away the craftsman, and it was just about let's just get the product out. Yes, the, you know we'll we'll manage the problem, we'll manage complaints with customer service. And that in itself is going to be an issue as well. And it's just that we, we've, we've settled as a society on this mediocrity with, the, with this stuff. Right. And, and we, we think that's capitalism. That like you said, it's not. Right. We forget that we made it all up. Like, we don't have to do any of what we've done yesterday. Not a single thing do we have to do. Every aspect of our lives, from the systems of government to the buildings that we live in, to the materials that we use, to the money that we value or the things that we value. Look, wouldn't it be awesome if the most valuable thing in front of you was the person next to you and not the diamond on their neck? Right? Yeah. We choose what we value. We can choose different. We made this shit up. We can make it up better. You know, yeah. it's just, and let's just like, we stopped doing the, the the making it wrong or right and just go is it optimized or is it suboptimized can we can we make it more efficient can we make it better 
Can we make it have more spirit and soul? Can we design it well? You know, when I say in that uh, bio intro that you did, from the ground up in tune with nature, right? What does nature love? Nature loves circles. Nature loves um, children with their parents and their grandparents. They love, you know, systemic learning and doing, learning while doing. So, you know, apprenticeships, we need to bring back apprenticeships. We need to bring back internships where, you know, there's a master and an apprentice who are learning to have that craftsman skill. We, and we could bring that back in bulk, but we've taken it out of schools. I mean, since you and I were in school, you know, how much shop, how much wood shop, how much, uh, you know, theater camera, uh, you know, I mean, home ec, they, they've taken out the things, oh, yeah. trade schools that allow you're, you're, people you're, you're to You're exactly out. right. They've, they, I look at my son, you know, and, you know, what they do, it's just everything is based upon memory. Like, it, you know, you can just, hey, if you got a good memory, you'll do great. But then memory doesn't get you anywhere. If you can't apply it, you'd have the insight and knowledge is useless. Exactly. So where are we doing, you know, where are we doing with our kids? Where are we going out with them into the woods and teach them how to grow and live and, you know, like. I mean, you know, we have a school, they grow food at the school, organic food. Cool, but shouldn't that be in every single school? One of the things that schools have an abundance of is land. Whether it's on top of the building or inside the building, they have land. And they yeah. have free labor, right? You have kids. So you could teach them how to grow food, grow food for the school. And now you have healthy food in the school that the kids have grown. I mean, yeah. Well, they're, and they're part of it. They're part of being a part of the experience to provide the food. They've taken time to maybe have certain responsibilities at certain intervals of time between classes. And I believe there is a, a school. I don't believe it's an actual grade elementary school or middle school, but it's a, I think it's considered a college, but it's not, it's out in California. I can't remember it. it I remember 60 Minutes did a story on them and it was all like with the students went out there and they farmed and they made they made you know they they cooked it they you know they they grew their own food and you know greenhouse it was i forgot the name of the school though but anyway we'll talk about that more when we come back after the break yeah if you're just uh, again uh, joining us we're going to be going to break right now when we come right back we're talking about stop gathering to complain and start collaborating to succeed we're here with ari gronick and we'll be right back after the break What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome. If you're just joining us, we are talking about stop gathering to complain and start collaborating to succeed. Again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice American Influencers Channel. Also on Apple Podcast. feel free to subscribe there. And also becoming a member and following us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. Again, we'd love to hear from you, your feedback Again, any of our experts that we've had over the years, uh, we we will make sure to funnel any of the questions that you have to them. That way they're able to get back to you and they'd be happy to address that uh, for you. Again, uh, our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Again, this is a new social media community platform bringing alumni together from all different generational types. It's a membership program, meaning that that you get a wide array of different member services that you would not find anywhere. and the ability now to really connect at a deeper level with the people that you're looking to either maybe perhaps build new relationships, rekindle old relationships, maybe land your next new job opportunity, or maybe meet your future business partner in a new venture. Again, this is also ideal for athletes as well as a way to transition from professional sports into everyday life and a great place to now to collaborate with other professional athletes now exiting into the real world. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. So Ari, you had you just really you have shared a lot of value here over you know the course of the show. You giving the foundation why people typically gravitate towards complaining or gossiping. What is the framework and how we can make that paradigm shift to start collaborating to solve the problem by knowing, you know, and you talked about what the issue is. How do we solve it? And then, you know, the different ways that we can come together, then create solutions. Let's see if, if you could share, if, I'd love to hear from you on, on your technique. You know, you have, I know you have a certain technique, but you're going to talk about techniques. And I know you have a, a certain technique you would love to share with the audience here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that uh, that I'm lucky in is that I spent most of my childhood and um, and adulthood inside of self self help seminars, whether it was Est or LifeSpring or Landmark or MITT or Peak Potentials, didn't matter what it was. I was I was in them, and uh, this is a technique that we learned um, in an, an Alpha Leader training through Sterling Men's Weekend and um, Men's Divisions International, and it's called CPR. It's a really simple uh, technique for 
figuring out what you want to do and why <laughs> really, you know? And, uh, and so I use it for any contract I'm about to write. I use it if I'm about to, to do, um, a big project, anything that I'm, that I'm looking to do. Right. So, um, context purpose results is the C P R. And what we start out with is the underlying context, the thing beneath it all that's driving you into whatever it is that you're about to do, right? So if it's a contract, the underlying purpose of that contract, what's, what's like the base level? And then what's the purpose? What is it, what is it gonna accomplish? What are, your, what are your goals? What are you gonna accomplish? That gives you a really good amount of information. So it's like, so that I'm doing this, right? So that this is being done. Right. That's the purpose of it. And then what are the results that you want? Right. And so we would do this for every um, every time we were going to do a, a 300 man or woman men's weekend. Right. What's the context behind it? Taking care of the people. Right. What's the the result that we want? People walk out with their heads held high. They feel good in their soul, you know, whatever it is. But that, what are the results that we want to get? What's the underlying purpose? The underlying purpose is so that the world is a healthier, happier, more peaceful place, whatever, you know? So whatever that thing that you're trying to do is, CPR it, put through the context, the purpose and the results, figure out what it is that is the why of what you're doing. This also helps with buy-in when you're collaborating because you can hand that paper to somebody and say, this is what I'm up to. <laughs> Do you want to, you want in? <laughs> and they go, oh, that's pretty freaking clear. I, I want in or I don't, right? I'm, I'm pretty clear. I want in on your purpose, on your context, on what you're trying to accomplish. You're getting a buy-in from the audience with it, but it's for you and then the people that you're going to be working with. So what do we do from there? Well, we identify the issue, as I said before. Once we have the, I, the issue identified, typically it's a fairly simple fix. Most of the problem comes from not identifying the correct problem, identifying mm -hmm. symptoms of the problem. This is in medicine, this is in business, this is in corporations. I mean, this is... It, it, it's systemic that we identify the problems and we treat the problems versus the actual cause, right? Or the symptoms versus the actual. Yeah, we, we manage the symptoms, like you said, but not not address the, the root cause or the causes. Yeah, exactly. So I'll give you, this is a, a fun, I had a girlfriend when I was really young um, who was much older than I. Uh, she was a businesswoman, uh, independent CFO, and her job, she'd go in and optimize companies. Um, but she did so without ever firing a human. That was part of her goal. And she had to deal with them. It, it, whether you uh, listen to what I'm saying to you to do or you don't, I get 10% of what I'm going to save you, right? So she, she had this awesome deal. So she walks, I, I pick her up on an airplane one day. She comes home from a weekend 
and she has a check for a million dollars and she says, I'm bringing you to sushi. And I ask her, what, what is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was 24 at the time. I had not seen a check <laughs> for a million dollars at the time. And, uh, and I, I was like, I, I was, you know, in awe. And she had saved this company $10 million a year in stationery because they hadn't negotiated, renegotiated their buying of stationery for over, I think it was 10 years. So they were paying old prices and they were on a schedule that was unneeded. So they had warehouses full of stationery. So from paper clips to post-it notes to all kinds of that stuff, right? They had so much excess and nobody renegotiating buying because nobody was following, right? What, what was going on. And so all she did is solve the problem of that takes $10 million a year off of their books. So she gets 10%. Wow. Pretty cool, right? I mean, yeah. you know, all, all it takes in most cases is the simplest of things, right? What's causing that massive inflammation in your body? Well, until you do the testing to find out and actually get to the cause of the issue, all you're going to run into is the symptoms. And so in advance of testing, what do we do? We do a cleanse. We do a clearing. We, we do an elimination diet. Same thing for a business, right? What do you have to do? You eliminate. What are the things that we can eliminate from our focus? And then what are the things that we have to focus? So we eliminate <laughs> and then we create ultra microscopic focus on the things that are, that are necessary to focus on. And then we act when we find what's going on at that core. So it might be uh, somebody had a tick when they were uh, you know, five years ago, they got Lyme disease and all their symptoms have been caused by that. And nobody could know because everybody was focusing on symptoms and nobody was looking at what the whole picture was. Well, that happens all the time, both in health and in business, right? where we pick at the wrong thing and we're like, we spend all this time trying to manage this problem that is just a symptom and we're not focusing on what the actual symptom is. Yeah. What the causes. Causes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the pain could be, or the symptom could be somewhere else, but the, the cause could be somewhere completely different. Yeah, exactly. Referral pain in a body, <laughs> you know? Same thing. So what we want to do in general is we identify. So instead of throwing darts at a dartboard, right, and hoping that something sticks, we actually do a lot of testing. We test, test, test. And then we identify the cause and we collaborate with a team of professionals or experts that can deal with that cause and can transform it into something that is a benefit rather than a deter de deterioration, right? An optimization yeah. versus a sub-optimization. It's a simple process. It's the easiest thing. And we can take the ego and the emotion all out of it. Well, you, you just did. I mean, right there. I mean, and I think that if you, you know, as we get near the end of the show, because I want to make sure that people get to know you and where to reach out to you after this, what would be, you know, from everything you shared, 
you know, I know you shared where to start. Like, what would be that like one thing that somebody could do to start making that shift? Just starting with themselves and be that example and be a resource for others to do the same to everything you've talked about. Yeah. So the first thing that I would say to an individual is, are you healthy? Mm. And if you're not, solve that problem. Because until you solve the problem of your own physical health, your emotional, mental health is going to suffer, which means your business is going to suffer and everything else. So bankruptcies and the close of business, 49% cause of bankruptcy and 49% cause of closing of business, meaning business death is medical based. That's it. Half. So the first thing that an individual has to do is solve the problem of their own health, which means that they need to stop necessarily listening to a system that's designed to manage their disease. Disease. Yeah. Right. And so that's going to mean collaborating with doctors and with your community of healthy people. The most fit group of people these days is the CrossFit group. Why? Because yeah. they do it together. Yeah. They do it together. They do it together. What's wrong with the big box gyms? They don't do anything together. Nobody shows up. And so they close yeah. on a regular, right? These small community gyms. Why? Because there's a community involved. If you're not showing up, somebody's calling you. Why aren't you showing up? Yeah. Right. We need to be our brothers and our sisters keepers because that is how we grow as a human race. Absolutely. Right. We need to take care of each other. We need to stop this. It's not my problem thing and start going. It is my problem. Yeah. You are my problem. I'm going to take care of you. And we need to do that as a community, as a business. And that's where it starts is in our own health. Absolutely. All right. This has been a wealth of information. We're getting near the end of the show. We have about a minute. I want to make sure you could just let people know how can they reach out to you and get to know you and what you're up to. Yeah, you could find me Ari Gronich at pretty much anywhere.com because uh, there's no others than I. <laughs> I have looked. There's no other Ari Groniches. <laughs> I, am, I am unique. Uh, <laughs> um Create a new tomorrow, the podcast. Uh, you can listen to that on anywhere podcasts are listened to. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, I mean, uh, you could reach me info at achievehealthusa.com or uh, just message me on any one of the platforms. Uh, I'm happy to uh, corporations do some consulting or individuals, but uh, most of what I'm doing these days uh, is rewriting the medical system yep. and getting ready to, uh, to, basically do a documentary series that exposes the possibility of what could be if we were to do this with the result being the incentive versus the procedures. And so the goal is by season four, we actually break ground yeah. on a new system and city, a medical city of wellness yeah. that is designed from the ground up to work in tune and in harmony with nature and support the health and well-being of people. Wow. If you want to be a part of that, I'd love to have you. Well, we highly encourage everybody, reach out to Ari Granich, get to know him. Ari, thank you so much for being here. We greatly appreciate it. And listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here, the Sustainable Success Way. We got to get going as we have another show coming along its way, but we'll see you at the same time 
next Thursday here at 12 noon East Coast time to 1 p.m. East Coast time. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.